Warning, what follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I am Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to We're in Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your What did I just get done saying in that intro? Uh, we're going to expand some worlds, enlightening people. I'm going to tell you a story, right? we got stories coming. You didn't mention that. Oh, well, I mentioned it now. Okay. i got stories to tell you. All right. All right. This story, well, it starts in France. Uh-huh. Oui, oui. In the Alsace region. That's not right. It is totally... Alsace. Alsace. Sure. Okay. Alsace. It's spelled A-L-S-A-C-E, and it's a whole region. We're not from there, but I promise you, Alsace, that's how it's pronounced. Sure. <laughs> Just saying. All right, we're going to go back a little bit. This is not a contemporary story. At least not yet. What does that mean? We'll find out. During the 1400s. Okay. All right, so in France, 1400s, where a wealthy and powerful man of the aristocracy reveled and the luxuries his status provided him. Okay. So he's a high roller. Mm-hmm. He's got some land. He's a big deal. Did you say 1400s or 14th century? 1400s. Okay. Man. With a plan? With a plan. He does have a plan. His plan is to rule and just be like a, a guy. A guy, with an, be a guy with an attitude. Yeah. Like the best guy. I want to reign supreme in my own little... My own little niche of the Holy Roman Empire. Okay. All right. His name, Hans Trapp. Have you heard that name before? Hans Trapp? Yeah, have you? Mm -mm. Thank goodness. Well, this man, like I said, he's a high man on campus, his own campus, whatever his little area is. He's also a menace. He's a bad bad dude. He's just a kind of a jerk. Sounds like he likes to have fun. He does like to have fun. At other people's expenses. 100%, yes. By All oppressing right. people, you know... Impressing? Um, oppressing. He impresses... Himself with his oppressing. Yes. He impresses oppression upon them. Oh, and, okay. Sure. He's a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this man was such a menace to local people that the weight of his malevolence forced the Pope to excommunicate him. Oh. You gotta be doing some... Something wrong when the Pope is going to excommunicate you. Yeah, he's like a real jerk. Do we only have one Pope at this time period? Um, we do have one Pope. Okay. But if anyone who... Look up the Holy Roman Empire. Wild stuff. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then they seized all his lands. So, like, they're like... Oh, yeah. You're out of the church. Oh, yeah, they used to Your lands are that. gone. Yep. You're done. You're out. They still probably like to do that if they can. You're pissing everybody off. Well, because I don't, people, I mean, I just, because this is how my brain works, don't think about it all the time. Like, there was, like, emperors and kings and, like, you know, noblemen, but, like, the Pope is, like, the guy, the connection to God. It's him. Yeah. 
He right, and just the, and just the idea that I think that like the Pope is still around, which blasphemous. I'm not Catholic, so that is what it is. But like, the even though it's you know not ruling the entire planet, that 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 uh, he office. Say that he's like the emperor. Yeah, that the office. The feudal system. Yeah, back then, yeah, he's like the main dude. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's like still around, even if it's just more just the religious aspect, it's just wild to think about that. It's still because you know things will come and go, but the Pope is constant. It's like taxes, death, taxes, and the Pope. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> is that a holy trinity? Unholy, maybe. I don't know. So after his lands were um, seized, um, Hans trapped was either banished or I mean banished. That did happen. Because um, he couldn't live where he wanted to live, but after that, you know, he was he set off. He secluded himself to the countryside or you know mountains, forest. Anyways, he just went off on his own, where he would become obsessed with his need for power. That's good. Where am I going with this? A power trip, possibly. I'm gonna mention a guy though, a different guy, Saint Nicholas. Oh, jeez. He's back? The wonder worker. The Catholic saint of which Santa Claus is based. We all know that, but I'm just saying for anybody just tuning in. He was alive in the 1400s? No. Oh, okay. But St. Nicholas has and does get up to some shit. Because, I mean, St. Nicholas is the Catholic saint who is infamous for delivering gifts to children, helping out poor people. He's the saint infamous for giving away his riches to help the poor, to devote himself to the church. He's also the Catholic saint who is not so infamously known for reassembling and resurrecting the disemboweled remains of dead children. Mm, That's pretty run-of-the-mill stuff, I think. It's normal. He's also the same saint who would travel the remnants of the ancient world, battling demons and exercising them from temples, idols, even trees. These aspects are parts of St. Nicholas's repertoire that factor into this story. That's just Odin stuff. That's where he's ripped off of Odin. I mean, St. Nick has got a lot going on. Because what else does St. Nick do? Every once in a while... He, Skateboard. Well, ever he might do that. Every once in a while he comes across an entity so cruel, so dastardly, so malicious, he just has to work with them. Yeah, uh, he likes to work with them. He can't let their particular set of skills go to waste. So while he is rewarding the good little boys and girls during the holiday season, what is the carrot without the stick? The naughty children need to be punished. Mm -hmm. And some children who walk a fine line between naughty or nice need something to fear. To push them over the edge into niceness. Right. St. Nicholas needs his opposite. Mm-hmm. This man has many opposites. Yeah. We don't have enough. We could do just an entire year talking about like his opposites. St. Nicholas is, in fact, a demon mancer. He yep. was known for traveling with a goat who was held in chains. I might have glossed over this before. Is that Krampus? Uh, it's not Krampus, but it's... Okay, a different goat. Well, it's just a goat, right. Because he was known like for actually... Like, like actual like St. Nicholas, like the human. Like the stories I was telling about him going across temples and stuff, or I mean the resurrecting children. But I'm not going to say if it didn't happen. We're talking about St. Nicholas here. Um, but 
where was it? Oh yeah, he would walk around like a goat that was chained, and that would symbolize again um, his triumph over the devil. He was so faithful to God that he's got the devil in chains. Look at this goat. Yeah, look at this goat. He's like Satan. Poor goat. This is Satan. This is just this is a poor goat. Why do I have to role play Satan? Shut up, goat. Yeah, you're Here's Satan. All right. My name's Jeff. No, man. Today you're Satan. All right. Well, that's cool. I mean, this goat is probably the, the nicest thing that St. Nicholas has ever traveled with. Because the other cast of characters that find themselves in this position, I mean, they're just, like, not nice. Because the goat isn't even the only horned beast he has kept in change. In chains. I don't know if he's changed them. Maybe they were worse before he got a hold he's of them? A, he's a real fixer-upper. He channels their energy. Because obviously there is Krampus. Just a little quick to anyone who doesn't know. I'm a, there's, I like to educate as many people as I can. We both know these things. Sure. But somebody may not know quite what Krampus is. So a quick little recap of Krampus is the horned demon who beats children with a birch swatch and carries them away in his wicker basket to toss them in a river, toss them into hell, or just devour them himself. Whatever he's feeling like. Whatever is in the mood or depending on your... Your level of naughtiness. Are you like getting swacked naughty? Or are you going to hell naughty? Is you getting eaten do you think naughty? Krampus likes them the naughtier they are is when he eats them? Or like he likes them like more on the sweeter side? I think I think more on the sweeter. I think if he eats them, they've got to be like medium rare. Like in the middle, you know? Okay. Like well done, they're going to hell. Yeah. Um, it's ruined anyways. If you're just if it's like too sweet, you just kinda of hit them a little bit, like, hey, Idiot. Be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be nice to your parents, jerk. Okay, Krampus. Smack. I lost an eye. Well, you're not in hell. All right. Um, or this the river is just like some piece of trash. Get out of here. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like if you're able to pull yourself out of the river, cool. If not, Krampus isn't caring. And what's the best part about this is good old St. Nick, he's okay with whatever these guys do. Yeah. He's like, this is your department. He's delegating. Yeah, he doesn't micromanage. He's, yeah. a, he's a good manager. Yeah. <laughs> this is your job. Krampus, you got this area of Germany. Just you to take care of this. Got to go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Billy, Susan, Johnny, Tyler. Yeah. All right. Give them what they need. Mm-hmm. All right. But St. Nick, I mean, uh, St. Nick just doesn't work with Krampus. He's got lots of characters. There's another one. With these. I'm mentioning just kind of, every time you try to do a Krampus episode on this show, there's just not a lot on Krampus. He's just a guy. It's he, What he does is what he does. Yeah. But things swirl around him, which led up me to the story, which I told you before. The story of Old Man Whipper, or Pierre Foytar. It's a French name for this gentleman. Okay. Um, but he is the Old Man Whipper. He's a dirty, gruesome, nasty-looking Santa who in a former life was a cannibalistic butcher who now beats naughty children yeah, at the least, pleasure of St. Right. Nick. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that sounds fun. Right? Yeah. Again, St. Nick's like, puts those kids back together that he killed and put up, you know, cut up. He's like, I got something you can do. Mm-hmm. I need somebody. With your exceptional ability to inflict pain and carnage mm-hmm. at the service of me and your Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't, you, you weren't aware of that guy? Yeah. Well, can you just say a couple things real quick? We'll just... Just sign here, and we'll just slip it underneath the door, and we'll call it Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah it's, everybody approves of this. Mm-hmm. All right, so some of his other companions are also dirty, ragged-looking, second-rate Santas. And I only say second-rate Santas because they're not Santa, but that's the visual. Like, they're beaten down, worn clothes, 
but it's the horror movie beards. Santas. Ba- basically, yeah, basically. Um, while also, while others are just truly hellish in appearance. So you've got the breaking down like as two categories of guys. You've got your grimy Santas and your dirty demons. Most of Saint Nick's companions fall into either one of those categories. Okay. They're like, we got a, but we got another category. This one kind of skews to the category we're getting. We're talking about a guy here. It's not really. It's the only story that I've ever heard like this. Uh, so again, where, anyways, where am I going with this? Um, for starters, I just want to consider this episode just a kind of a little Christmas hangover. Because I didn't, I don't get to choose when these legends come about me. So when I find one, like a week and a half after Christmas, I'm like, well, fuck, that would have been nice to know two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But didn't know that. Still winter time. We got some epiphany stuff. Still, you know, 12 days after Christmas, what we got going on. Still the season. Um, I could not ignore this. All right. So anyways, where do we leave off with our main character? Hans Trapp has taken refuge in the woods or the mountains or the woods in the mountains, excommunicated by the church, but still seeking power, influence, all things despots crave, narcissists, bad dudes. He's a real bad dude. His obsession with power leads him where? To the occult, obviously. Where does that lead him? To power. To consorting with the devil. Same thing. Right to try and regain what he has lost. As the evil within him grows, a new desire festers in his mind. He Christmas begins... presents. Go on. Well, I don't know. Oh, I just... <laughs> <laughs> How can he become nefarious with them? He begins to hunger for something else. Uh-oh. He's becoming evil. He's getting a hunger. What does he want? More cowbell? You made a, Satan's like, you made a pact with me and all you wanted was more cowbell? And then uh, Hans Trump's like, yeah, I'm a real bastard. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Don't fear the reaper. More cowbell. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, nothing else? So The way you said it, it's immediately no, what jumped in my head. That's funny. No, that's good. That's, I like that. That was good. Oh, no. He wants some human flesh. He wants to eat people. Well, yeah. I mean, who doesn't? It's just a thought you have. You just put it down because society says it's not good. Yeah. It'll put you on the naughty list. So you don't what if want... it's really good? You don't know. I don't know. I've never eaten people. Yeah. Me neither. Good. If <laughs> you would have been quite a bug sack. <laughs> <laughs> have you ate a person? No. Nah. No. Nah. Not lately? Not yet. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not wrong. So he sets out to make this newfound dream a reality. Don't know if you'll guess how he sets about this, oh, but here we go. We're going to guess murder. Oh, that's true. He is going to, murder might be in his future, but all right. So to put his scheme into motion, he shoves straw into one of his jackets, bundles up, puts on a hat. So he's going scarecrow. He's going scarecrow. This man is dressing up like a scarecrow. That's going to go eat people. Correct. This is a Christmas story. Because... The movie I saw was different. Of course it is. <laughs> Ralphie, no! <laughs> now you'll shoot your eye out. You'll eat that man. 
Ralphie, don't eat that man. Honey, Ralphie's gone full scarecrow. Ovaltine. It puts a different spin on the lamplight. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> the does. leg is like, oh no. Oh man. Oh, is that a real human leg? Yeah. Oh boy. If we had our hot sauce, we could make an ad for that right there. We will. Yeah. It's coming. Sometimes you got to put things into the universe so they manifest. Mm-hmm. And we're going to manifest that hot sauce. That's going to happen. Yep. So yeah, you nailed it. This man is pretending to be a scarecrow. And then waits for his victim. Because again, we've already... His plan for kidnapping people involves impersonating a scarecrow. Just a thing. He's going boobock. He is going boobock. Which is all I could think about when I was like, okay, cool, neat. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he sees a child, maybe around 10 years old. How delicious. Just like, oh, nice. Scrumptious. Great, just what he needs. Approaching. And he strikes. Snatching his unsuspecting victim. Skewering him with a sharp stick. That's how he kills this oh, kid. Geez. With a sharp stick. So just imagine how with that. spear? I mean, not a spear. It just says like a, whenever I remember like what. what it's is, a, to, is a spear not a sharp stick? That's true, but like I didn't imagine like an eight foot spear, like a big, like just like a <laughs> just a little twig. Like a, imagine like a machete. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a weapons in between eight foot spear and little twig. I mean, most spears are not eight feet. So what do you think? I was like maybe like a foot, like it's just like a stick. That's what I pictured. Okay, like a like a stake. Yeah, there you go, like a stake. Yeah, sure, that works. But I do imagine like being like real tiny, so it's like he has to stab the kid over and over again. Right, just like stab, stab, stab. Blood, blood, blood. All the straw that he shoved into his jacket. Because then I imagine he's got like to pull his hat down, like cover his head enough. Or maybe he just just put a bag over his head. Have you ever seen the movie The Cursed? I don't think so. All right. It's on uh, Netflix and Hulu. I think it was a Netflix movie. Anyways, it's a werewolf movie. Okay. But there's a scarecrow in it. And this is all I could think about. It's a good visual to just put in a Christmas story that I'm telling, not a Christmas story. It's a very morbid uh, scarecrow. Okay. But anyways, um, so then I, he could have a bag. I, I like to envision him with like a scarecrow like bag over his head, like you'd make a scarecrow, you know, like a sack or something. Sure. To hide his identity, just makes mm-hmm. him look cooler for the scene. Kind of like, uh, was it Jack from the, I think it's Jack from the, uh, I'm blanking on it now. It's a Halloween series. Uh Ah. Oh. I don't think I've seen the movie. Is it Trick or Treat? Trick or Treat, yeah. Was it? Okay, good. I didn't know the character's name was Jack, but the only thing I could think about with like a bag over its head was that. Yeah, it's, Jack is the character's name. It's a movie I've neglected that it's not been not a bit on purpose. I just haven't seen it. Trick or Treat. Who did I watch it with this year then? I thought no, I watched it with you. It wasn't. I didn't see it. No, it wasn't me. But anyways, he's a scarecrow man with a bag over his head, hat hidden, stabs a kid, kills him, takes him to his lair. Whatever this fucking lair looks like. He's just hiding in the woods somewhere. Some in kind a of, field? Kind of, he's got like a cabin. Because it's like the mountains. It's like f- the border of France and Germany. Okay. Right around there, that yeah. area. You know, Alsace, you know, you're very familiar. That whole section. So like it's woods, mountains, hideaway. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, again like I said, in either in his lair, which might actually be in the mountains, woods, it's just, you know, out of sight over there. Uh, he cuts up this kid. It's not going to eat him whole. He's not a savage. He's not a brutal just monster. He's got some not class. Yet. He's nobility. Yeah. 
Okay. Aristocracy. He was a wealthy landowner. He cuts up this kid, and right before he's about to consume his prey, a heavenly lightning bolt barrels into the twisted bastard, striking him dead. Well, that's cool. Yeah. God was like, all right. I'll let you be evil, consort with the devil, sharpen this twig into a stake, murder this kid, cut him up. Mm-hmm. But you can't fucking eat him. Yeah, no. The, the line has been drawn. Yeah, this is it. You've crossed it. No, mm-hmm. no backsies. You're done. You, sir, are on the naughty list, and we don't got time for anything else. They took him out. Now, it doesn't, none of the legends said this, but I assume because it's in his repertoire of things to do, um, St. Nicholas resurrects this child. I just figure, fine. Because afterwards, it is said in death, Hans Trapp now haunts naughty children during the Christmas season as a ghastly, rugged, bearded scarecrow Santa from hell. That does sound terrifying. It's not great. Around Christmas. Perhaps to show them what not to become, or, and this is where St. Nick actually comes into play, because he's been said to accompany him. He could be acting as St. Nick's Punisher, one of many that St. Nick employs, perhaps to atone for all the evil he had committed while he was alive. So there could have been a deal. It just says that he accompanies St. Nicholas. Deal struck. Yeah, it's like... He gets blasted. You follow me around. Yeah, you'll come back to life. And you beat all the kids I tell you to beat. Don't eat them. Well, and if they're bad, you can eat them, maybe. Krampus gets to eat yeah, them. So like, Why shouldn't he? Yeah, just, just pass it, you know. So, yeah. I gotta cover this area. I need my guy. I need a delegate. Can't be everywhere once. So here's my twisted evil Christmas scarecrow. Sure. And maybe this is a way you can work good favor. Because some things, you know, maybe he even feels guilty. Like, for what he like, he's like, fuck. I just sent it into madness. I didn't want to do that. I got it. Can I get a second chance as this evil scarecrow monster that St. Nick commands? Sure. I guess, fine. He is an evil Christmas scarecrow. Now, traditionally, Hans Trap has been depicted as six feet tall, um, which would have been, you know, Pretty tall, back at you know two meters, six feet tall. Pretty uh, it's tall back in the day. It's tall, especially in the 1400s. Correct. That's like a exactly. Yeah. People were not as no height heighted. That's a word. I just height heighted. Yeah, height heighted. Um, but he wears a uh, he's six feet tall. He wears a black great coat, uh, noisy black boots. They would squeak and make sounds as he walks. They weren't very quiet, so you know he was coming. Uh, white beard, pointed hat. And wields a large rod, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I do. And a lot of the older uh, depictions, despite him being a scarecrow, he does just kind of look like a dirty Santa. But anybody, because jumps straight to my mind and the way he's been described, like modern interpretations play up the scarecrow part because why wouldn't you, right? Make it a little more twisted, a little more crazy. I was looking at creepy Christmas models on Etsy because that's a cool thing that I do. They got some cool, like, it's like a Santa scarecrow thing. If you wanted to work him into any miniatures and stuff, it looks pretty cool. That's kind of how I envision him. You know, more of the scarecrow part. Just to make him stand out between all the other guys that follow St. Nick around. How, how tall was Hans Trapp again? Like uh, six feet. Six feet? Two meters. Yeah. About six feet. 
So average height at that time was five seven, five eight. Yeah, so he's a giant man. Yeah, pretty large man compared to those guys. To the average, yeah. Yeah, nothing, uh, you know. Because, I mean, with the average, some are lower, higher, ways in the middle, so. Mm-hmm. Now, summary tellings emphasize his scarecrow aspects, which I appreciate because it sets him further apart from another Saint Nick companion in uh, Germany, uh, Necht Ruprecht. Oh, wow, I said that wrong. Necht Ruprecht, who looks basically the same, may have a slight limp. He definitely falls into the uh, creepy, twisted Santa category. Um, Nick Ruprecht is the more famous companion of St. Nick in Germany, but I didn't want to talk too much about him because he is worthy of his own focus in episode perhaps one day, so I had to kind of mention him because there's similarities in the area, but I'm not going to focus on him. But he does exist. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is interesting about Han... Sorry. But what is interesting about Han's trap is that this story or legend... Because it's a legend. Just like a folk story, right? No, it's based on a real person. Like St. Nicholas, the story is based on a real guy. Mm-hmm. Whose real name was mutilated into Hans Trap. Uh, quote, um, Trappen, Trap comes from Trappen, meaning to make a noise while walking to chase away the spirits. This is why it is said of the dark character that he wanders at night without rest in the deep, dark forest of Berwartstein Castle. His boots make noise. You'll know he's coming. Okay. Now, the real man. Hans van Trofa lived between 1450 and 1503. Hans was a German knight who marshaled in the Palatine County and commanded two castles on the German side of the French-German border. But this was during the age of the Holy Roman Empire, so like the French-German border. Not exactly a border, per se. Mm-hmm. Um... Hans von Trofa was a knight, doing knight things when he began contesting land with the church. How do you think that's going to work out? You know who owned what type of, you know, sorry. They were contesting stuff. You're like, you know who owned what type of stuff? Where is this land? Where is that land? Who, uh, who owns what? Um, and one of the things in contest, uh, contention um, was the castle, um, Burwardstein Castle, which was a beautiful pink sandstone castle. Now... The local elector, they must have just like redone like land plots or, you know, I, was, I wasn't diving too far into medieval, um, you know, real estate. But it was decided that Hans could have the land. And it was taken from the local monks. Okay. Monks didn't like that. Probably not. No. These monks insisted that 30 years ago the process was not done correctly and argued over who truly owned the land. Uh, these monks, I didn't dive too far into that either because why just after 30 years they must have just really had a pissing contest or something and the monks are like or a new monk was like this maybe you know he looks back and he's like why don't we fucking have this well it went to Hans like fuck you okay sure so we'll just try and take it back these monks must have truly uh, pissed off Trofa though um, harassing him about the land that should have been theirs at least as as, as far as they felt because Hans took matters into his own hands and uh, dammed up a river, denying the local village, you know, Wissenborg, of its much-needed water. So he's like, fuck you, you don't get your water yeah. because you're being jerks. Water's pretty important. Most definitely, especially back then when, like, you just... Especially uh, German and French monks. 
Yeah. Yeah. Matters. Mm-hmm. Are they brewing shit? Yeah. Making booze? Yep. Yeah. Other, That's how they mm-hmm. make all their money. Or most likely did. And uh, no articles really dove into that, but that would have really pissed those guys off. Because mm-hmm. here I was thinking about just like the people that live around them too and like the towns or whatever, like living. But like you mess with that money. I mean, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. Maybe, but... but I, but I think there's, uh, in that area, maybe not that specific area, but there's breweries that go back that old still around. I believe it. When I was looking up the, the Alsace region, there's a lot of vineyards. Wine is huge, too. Mm-hmm. All right, so they bitched and complained. The monks were pissed. So they were like, you know, what the fuck? We need our water. Um, so then when the abbot of the... Wissenberg Abbey, you know, Abbot, like the head monk, dude. Uh, the main monk demanded the river be freed from the clutches of Hans. Okay. So Hans was like, he had built the dam. He's like, okay. He sabotaged the dam, but because it was now a dam and not just a river, um, he gave the village too much of a good thing too fast, and the entire village was flooded. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yep, that'll do it. Uh, so this shit got real, real. It's not playing around there. Uh, this escalated all the way to the Pope, as even the Emperor couldn't resolve this issue. And Hans was summoned to make his case in person. But, like, there was a Pope who was like, I don't care about this. Then it got the way up to, like, the successor. So, like, basically this dispute was going on between, like, two Popes. So then there was another Pope. Because um, the first Pope was like, uh, ah. And the next Pope, you know, was like, all right, well, come on. Come here in person, come to the Vatican, make your case, prove your loyalty to the church. We can kind of wash, wash over all this stuff. But Hans was like, nah, hard pass. He wrote a letter because he didn't want to come. And in his letter, he pissed off the holiness even more because he basically accused the Pope of being terrible, corrupt, and a piece of garbage. And uh, then pledged his loyalty to the church through the letter, but refused to see the Pope because he thought he was a jerk. Fair. So, I mean... Who is the real bad guy here in this story? I mean, we're fighting over land, which always makes people be fuck, you know, makes things real. Well, when you put you on edge, when you take people's resources away, right? That they're relying on, right? It can cause some serious problems. Of course, when you're trying to take a man's home, who it's it was given was given to him, also going to cause some serious problems. It's just one of those, you know, back and forth, you know. Um, back and forth, contentious situations. Mm -hmm. Um, So after that, he pissed off that Pope. So in 1491, he was excommunicated because, of course, that's what they liked to do back then. Yep. But even though excommunicated, like, he still was in the area and he would go on to serve the French court um, under uh, Louis XII. So, like, he still was, like, a knight, noble guy doing stuff. He just not part of the church anymore which really pissed him off because again he thought the Pope was a jerk and he was still loyal to the church but again when the man on earth yeah. voicing for God yeah he, he determines you are unworthy yeah so then that's how that goes mm-hmm. um, but after his death his crimes were forgiven good timing fine he nailed it yeah cool good job guys um, but the stories that were manufactured about him would live on some stories even refer to him um because he would ride a horse around too, and this would, most people. this would right, but They're like nobles, I think it was a black horse because he was called the Black Knight. Okay. So, but that was his 
plus black evil, like sure. darkness. Yep. Um, so like, what if you really hated a guy? Like, what if you held a mean grudge and turned this guy you hated's memory into a bloodthirsty Christmas scarecrow story that would be shared for centuries? Is that the 1400s canceling of somebody? Basically, yeah. <laughs> You're a fucking cannibal scarecrow during Christmas. No, I'm not. Uh, yes, you are. Oh. <laughs> All right, so this is from Wikipedia. Um, the events of Von Trofa's feud with the Abbey are depicted in the Great Hall of Burwardstein Castle. The hall is used as a restaurant, restaurant, that's how you say that word, restaurant that can seat 150 people. But it is open to the public to visit, which if I'm ever in that area, that would be cool to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hans von Trofa, who was about two meters tall, we talked about that. Um, and that just goes on to talk about how he was still doing stuff. But yeah, he was robber, they accused him of being a robber baron. And then eventually became a figure of terror for children, referred to as the Black Knight. Um, he'd be a restless spirit who stalked through the Waskow at night. And there's even one legend where he was associated with a fiend who wanted to take a young maiden's virginity. The legend of Jungfernsprung. Huh. Just more fucked up slander. So Hans Trap. Real-life man who lost a propaganda war with the church and is now only remembered as the cannibalistic scarecrow of Christmas in France. But, to the other side of that, if he wasn't a Christmas monster, would you or I or anyone even remember him at all? Would he even come up? So, like, it's a double-edged sword. In a way, they made him live forever. Because you learn about one thing, then you learn the real thing. And then you're like, my brain has too much fucking information in it. So, oh my God, now I know about this night in France. Mm-hmm. There was a, a poem on Wikipedia about Hans Trapp that I'm going to use to uh, close out this episode. Just a little bookend? Yeah, just a little bookend, just a kind of little uh, exclamation point. Look, there comes Hans Trapp. He has a nice pointed hat. And a beard, white like a roan. He comes from the beautiful starry sky and brings children a rod who do not do singing and praying. Look, Hans Trapp, we are so small and good and obedient at home. Shouldn't come with your stick because we can sing and pray too. Please don't beat us. We'll sing you a song. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just a little Christmas hangover. Christmas, winter. This time is as spooky as it comes. It is. We're in the the heart of it right now. We really are. Darkest days are upon us. It's there. Mm -hmm. They're slowly going away, but... Oh, yeah. There was... We're still in the heart of it. Yeah, it's still dark, though. We've done... We're coming out of it, but it's not anytime fucking soon. Yep. Oh, I had a PS here. So basically what this entire story means is that when you put up those scarecrow decorations in October... Just keep them up and through, you know, until and through January. Just throw a Santa hat on them. A little beard. Yeah, Yeah, just call it a day. It's fine. (laughs) Hey, Bob, what's that? It's Hans Uh, Trapp. It's uh, it's Hans Trapp, my fucking scary Christmas scarecrow. He's going to eat your kid. Yeah, he's going to beat the hell out of him. Oh, okay. (laughs) And then uh, some of those, they got four sources here. I'm just going to say off, uh, read off for you. The Terrible Tale of Hans Trapp, the Christmas Scarecrow. That's from Ripley's.com, Weird News. Um, the story of Hans Trapp, the Cannibal Christmas Scarecrow, from AlexMatsuo.com. And then Hans Trapp, the Terror of the Children of 
Alsace, now that's frenchmonuments.eu, and then vintag.es was Hans Trapp, the terrifying boogeyman of Christmas. But uh, yeah, Hans Trapp, Christmas story that found me a little bit later than I would have wanted it to. Mm-hmm. But when I find about a cannibalistic Christmas scarecrow, I just think we should just entitle the episode to get people's attention because that got my attention and that's why I had to talk about him. Mm-hmm. But oh, Christmas, still normal, totally fine. Yeah. Sure. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're not that far away from it. No, we're not. How do you fucking feel about the Christmas scarecrow? What the fuck? I think it's pretty cool. I think he took some influence from the Boobach for sure. Oh, to- he's totally mixed in there. Yeah. Scary Santa Scarecrow riding a dark stallion, mm-hmm. beating kids. As Satan Nick's like, just checking his list. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, all checks out. Yeah, that kid deserved a beating. Mm-hmm. Saint Nick just putting together his team. It is a shame with all the immigrants that have come over here that these things didn't seem to stick or hunker down anywhere over here. Like, yeah. not really. These, these are the fun ones. They're great. Bring the, why do you got to sanitize all these, like, monsters and polarities to say Nick and just, like, giving kids coal? Yeah. What about the scarecrow monster or the demon man? Yeah, that's going to eat you. Right. Throw you in a river. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It is interesting that I was looking even this up in other videos, just watching about, like, Krampus and stuff. That something's going on like the past 20 years. All this creepy stuff just keeps coming more and more mainstream. It's work- It's slowly working its way to the surface. It's good. To be a thing again. I don't know what that says. That's a thesis I could probably write. But what that means for the world and the path we're on. That people are looking for these tales. They find comfort in these tales of horror and punishing people. They're basically stories of justice. You know, yeah. righting wrongs. Sure. I can see that a little bit. That's, I, also, yeah. I can also see it be, being uh, getting away from Christianity and trying True. to go back to what was there before it because it hasn't been around forever. Nope. And everything's are woven and twisted to pull out the pieces that were there before yeah. and emphasize them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Also rebelling against, to the Christmas point, Christmas, the capitalism side of it. Christmas and capitalism. And Christmas was just like December. Then it started to surpass even Thanksgiving. And so like it seems like the line yeah, of the sand yeah. is Halloween. It's like you ain't fucking taking Halloween Christmas. Yeah, no. So now Christmas in the war on Christmas, Halloween is like moving the front forward. I like that. Yeah. So it's like, nah, making taking some land back. Yeah, really what needs to happen is Halloween needs to charge all the way forward and force the Christmas Halloween. It's the fusion. Yeah. Just. Because that's what it is. Mary that's Lloyd. what it should be. Mary Lloyd. Yeah. It's the winter. I came across, I can't talk about it. I don't know when I'm going to do it. Um, but I found another Christmas trick-or-treating thing because people just want to go house to house, eat and get wasted. I want to go wassailing, man. And even wassailing is like, so wassailing is just like seeing carols. They take away all the costumes and the, the horse skulls. No, I want to drink beer and eat meat and rap battle you at your house. That's cool. That's what wassailing is. 
yeah, let's do it. There might be another like demon creature associated with Saint Nick that does similar things. Thought about mentioning him, but he's just there waiting for us. Got him for next year. That's true. So yeah. If you want to uh, leave us a cool review wherever you're able to do that, that'd be awesome. You can email us at weirdandfeardpodcast.gmail.com. Support us on the Patreon. Follow us on the Instagram. Um, Weird and Feared is there for you. Keeping Christmas creepy. Yeah. So, stay spooky, guys. Yeah, stay spooky.